this one be multifaceted? It's not going to be covered in just one episode. I have a feeling that this subject is going to continue on for me. Normally, I like to talk about things that I've worked with for a while. Things that I've put some study into, where I've read the books, I've tested it out on my own life. This one here is so robust that there's really no way. I mean, somebody could work on this their entire life and still not fully understand it 100%. I think, you know, if you look at the ancient roots of it, going back, and this is again only part of it, the subject of what was known as uh, Wu Wei. This is the idea of flowing with life, of doing nothing and just let life provide for you. And it's an interesting thought. I mean, if you're a business person, you're in an office, you're surrounded by stress and go, go, go. You're working for somebody you don't like your job. You're in a situation that you don't appreciate or enjoy. You might think of this as a stupid idea. You think of it and you look at it as like flow with life. If I just sit here in my office desk and don't do anything, then nothing gets done and I'm going to end up getting fired. Well, I, I think about that and then I consider it that's on a material level. So if I have a job where I'm trying to help a business, promote a business, work for a business, to create something that I don't really believe in, it's not my life. It's somebody else's life. It's somebody else's dream. So that person at the top who originally started the business is thinking they could flow with life. I mean, they've created this momentum that if they just sat back and watched it go, watched all their workers work, then the idea of Wu Wei actually works for them. They can just flow with it. They can let it happen. They can kind of think of things that need to occur. And then the, sorry for lack of another term, the minions, the little minions will go and do it for them. And it works for them because it's their dream. It's their passion. And this is why the idea of working for a business is unnatural. Now, I personally do believe that it would be much better for most businesses to be on a smaller level. I don't like the idea of a massive business having a monopoly. And I think if you had businesses on a smaller level, you could have people who are like-minded with similar passions running it. And then in turn... It just flows better with reality. But that's my own personal belief. That's not the subject of this show. So the subject of this episode is the idea of silent creation. Now, you've already heard of this, at least a part of it, in what is known as the law of attraction. If you've heard of the thing, The Secret, I'm going to talk about that towards the end of the episode. I'm going to tell you what I disagree with it and what I agree with it. And I do disagree with more than I agree in some senses. But the idea of silent creation has two parts. It has a part of focus and it has a part of energy building. But first off, what is it? So silent creation overall is the idea that you can kind of flow with reality 
in the sense that you can create your future, but you can't do it in a very aggressive way. You can't do it in a uh, logical sitting down and working out the math kind of way that I do believe we are all on a certain path in our life. I do believe that we are put on this earth with something that we are better at than everybody else, something that we were kind of meant to do, to, to give back to reality, to, to, you know, you know, and in turn, we create our own utopia. So the idea of silent creation is that you don't go into something for a man-made device like money. You go into it because it's what you're meant to do. And I do believe in turn, if you are in your passion, that you eventually will make money from it. Because if it is your passion, you will work night and day to become a master of whatever it is. And once you are a master, people will pay you for your talent. They'll seek you out because you're the best of the best. And that, you know, it's, it's like this, uh, uh, this fulfilled prophecy. But in turn, you'll be happy. You won't be in that job that you hate. So silent creation is a way to do this. Now, the first part of it is messages from on high. And please note, I am not getting religious here. I don't follow organized religion as uh, many of them. And this is just my opinion. Please, if you, if you believe in them, that's great. I do believe there's positivity for people who need it, bring it to their life, and it makes their life better. But I also think it's completely man-made. I think that um, there might have been some more darker reasons behind it in the sense of control, in the sense of money and wealth, whatever, whatever you might believe. So messages from on high, and this isn't religion. I'm not saying the messages are coming from God. I'm saying that you are being guided to something. And if you are quiet enough to receive these messages, that it will take you in the right direction. Now, I've had this happen many times in my life, especially if something is very confusing to me, something bad happened. I try not let it, you know, end me. I don't let it change how I think about things. Instead, I, I, I tend to get quiet now. I've created that habit where something confusing occurs and I need an answer to it, that I'm going to get quiet. I'm going to do more meditation. I'm going to try and find the answer. And sometimes it never comes or it takes a really long time. But you know what will happen instead is something else will come along to fix it. And if there's one lesson I could give you that's the simplest version of all this is patience. Like sometimes it can take a year, years, uh, sometimes it takes weeks or days or hours before the solution comes. Then I know it hurts at the beginning, but eventually that hurt will fade and you'll kind of just accept it and settle into that moment. So if it's a really big solution or a big thing around your life that needs to be done, it's going to take time if it comes at all. But again, something will come along to settle that, to, 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 to make your life move on to the next level. Because if you're silent, if you're just flowing with life, you will be propelled forward. Of course, you need to kind of allow that to occur. You need to go with the flow. You can't fight against the things that are coming towards you. So you are still working, but you will be propelled forward. So just to get the, the simplized version of this, if I have an issue 
and I present the question, okay, what is the solution to this? And I sit down and meditate and I wait for that answer. I keep my mind as quiet as possible. If it's not a massive solution or it's something that I need to figure out right away, the answer will pop into my head. Now, sometimes it could be after a night's sleep. I assume something came to me in a dream and I'll wake up and I'll be like, okay, that's it. That's what I need to do. And it's absolutely amazing when that occurs. It's the one, one of the best feelings on earth is when the answer comes to you, however it, it came, usually just pops into your mind or from a dream or whatever. There's an excitement that goes along with it. And as you think of this answer, when it's the really most amazing answer possible, you can actually look at it from different angles. And it's so cool how from every single angle, it's perfect. Like you're thinking, well, what if I throw this at it? What if I throw this? What if I try and disprove it in this way? It's like, no, no, every single angle, it absolutely works. And the excitement of wanting to do it right away is absolutely wonderful. So basically, if you're quiet, if you're not trying to dwell on the worst case scenarios of the future, which we tend to do, so if there's a problem that comes to you that could threaten your job, could threaten your finances, could threaten your family or whatever, and you don't freak out. Because by freaking out, you're making it worse, right? Because in your mind, you're picturing, okay, this is the worst case scenario, and this is going to happen, this is going to happen. And our mind does this to prepare us for the worst so that it isn't such a bad shock when it happens, but it's also kind of creating an energy that the worst could happen inside of which I'll talk about the energy signature in a moment. So you're kind of creating that without, because the, the, you don't, like reality doesn't separate between bad and good. One person's good could be another person's bad. So as a reality as a whole, there's no such thing. So when you are fearing something, I do believe that reality says, okay, you keep thinking about that, it means you want it. So if you fear something wholeheartedly, and that a powerful emotion behind it, which is fear, you know, reality doesn't see it as something bad. And then all of a sudden, you know, you have it. It comes at you. So the more you fear, the more bad things tend to come into your life. Now, it doesn't mean you need to actively try and picture the positive. Because again, remember, there's no good and bad in these scenarios. Instead, what you need to do is stay silent. So by staying silent... There's a guidance that's going to come through you and take you on. And th th I know this is a bit of a leap of faith, and I totally understand that, that you have to kind of like get used to the feeling of not doing anything or of waiting, you know, just trying to maintain things until the right answer comes along, not trying to force any answers into it, just let it occur. And it is a leap of faith, and it takes a little bit of time to get used to that feeling. But once you do, you're going to find your life is much more easy, that you enjoy things much more, and you're not as scared of the bad things, bad in quotes, that could happen to you. It's just a much better way to live. So that's the idea of silent creation. So you allow the answers to come to you, and you just kind of flow with that. But there is another side to this, and this is something that I have just started exploring I've given it a term. I don't know if anybody else has used this before. It's, I call it an energy signature. So like you have a signature, everybody has their own signature. 
This is the same idea. Every person, everything, and every scenario has an energy signature. So it's not the easiest thing for me to explain because as I mentioned, I'm new to it. I'm sure I'll do another episode, you know, episode 1000 where I'll I'll come in as a super expert. I'll probably be like a, a monk at that point and I'll I'll speak very slowly and carefully and I'll be like hello my people <laughs> something something along those lines. Sorry, I don't mean to get creepy. But energy signature. So here's an example. You just, picture something that you've already achieved. You know, anything in your life that you've already achieved. And picture yourself doing it. You know, at this point, you've probably gotten comfortable with it. You know, the, the, the feeling that's behind it. For me, I could use it as, as recording this podcast. I can picture myself. In, I can feel it in the moment right now as I'm recording it. There's a signature to that. Me recording the Powerfully Calm podcast as Daniel the Podcaster. And that has a signature. So if I don't do this podcast for a really long time, which don't worry, it's not going to happen. But if, if that were to happen by chance and I needed to get back into it again and kind of build that energy up once again, I could picture myself back to this moment of talking to you guys and I can feel how it feels to be in that moment. And as I'm in that feeling, that's the energy signature. And the cool thing about this, and I've tried it, is like different scenarios, different people, different things, they all have a different feel to them. I mean, people is a great example that uh, if you picture somebody in your life right now, somebody that you love, someone who's close to you, a family member, a spouse, whoever, picture them. You don't actually have to picture them doing anything specific. Just see them. Just pretend you're standing in front of them. And just, just just feel who they are. And that's a signature. So every person has their own energy signature. You could do that with me right now while you're listening to my voice. Just kind of, you know, you don't, if you don't know what I look like, you might not be able to picture me. But you can just kind of like feel my personality. Feel who I am. And you'll feel into my signature. Now, this is a, an interesting thing. I think, I think I'm on to something here. So I'm going to crack open this egg and see where it spreads because there's so much power to that. I mean, I believe that this is kind of the startings of being able to connect to somebody energetically, being able to connect to them spiritually. This is also the same idea that I've done in the previous episode where I talked about hugging people, hugging their energy. You're, you're technically hugging their signature. So you, you're picturing that person, that's their energy signature, and then you're you're hugging it to try and connect with them. So you're getting closer to them without actually being in front of them. And there's some power to that. I've never done any tests where I can see if anybody other other than me can feel it, but that would be really cool. If that were possible that, you know, like, you know, when you think about somebody and then all of a sudden they call you, like, is there some type of connection there as you're, you're leaning into their energy signature and you're, you're making that connection with them and they're feeling it? They might not be, you know, consciously feeling it, but subconsciously, maybe, I don't know. It's something to think about. But when you think of the person, you think of the situation, there's an energy that represents it all. And that's the signature. So if you can become sensitive to that energy, there's so much power in that. And it's something that I've, I've focused 
my time on, something that, you know, during meditations, I try to feel into it. And it's, it's a great feeling. It feels almost natural, which is kind of strange to see, or kind of strange to say. Now, this is something with the law of attraction, and I'm about to get into that in a moment. But if you are going to picture something, like picture a person, picture a situation, I do find it the most powerful way of doing it is to picture in the first person. I'll just say that as a little side note. If you're doing this type of visualization, picture yourself inside your own body. Don't look as like God from a third person point of view looking down on the situation because you're kind of separating yourself away from it. It's not as powerful of an energy connection. So if you picture yourself in a first person role, you're actually in the scene. You are yourself. I mean, I'm sure there's other methods that might work where you can put yourself into other people's bodies and picture the situation there. I think there's a lot of power in that just from the soul sense of if you don't understand how somebody is, you can find their energy signature and put yourself into their body, see the world from their eyes, and then you'll understand how to, if you if you need to kind of approach them, convince them, or, or not convince, but just even talk to them, that this could be a powerful method to use. But again, I've done no study into that. I'm just kind of going off the cuff right now. But I will say 100% that being in your own body in those situations is very powerful. And the second thing I'll say is learn how to accept disappointment. This is something that the uh, the secret, and I'll talk about in a second, doesn't really discuss too much. And I think it's one of the things that turns people off of it quite often is that you think, okay, if I'm going to take the time to visualize, if I'm going to take the time to try and become this person and it doesn't happen right away or it doesn't happen the way I want it to, then it's not real. It's not worth my time. People might think that and that disappointment then takes them away from it. And they're just like, oh, screw this stuff. And they don't do it anymore. But there's still so much power in it, so much amazing energy that could be had, amazing focus that can be had in ways of advancing your life in a wonderful way. Acceptance is a huge part of that. Because you'll find that as you are creating this, their term is manifest. I like to say create. But as you are creating this, that it won't end up in the place you expected it to be. And that's a beauty of reality. It really is a beautiful thing of reality where you can kind of see that you're not 100% in control. And this goes back to that idea that the messages from on high, that something is helping you flow with life. And I'm not saying it is, like I said, the religious, organized religion, God that they talk about, but something. There's something to that. So if you learn to accept the situation, no matter how it ends up, you'll be fine. And I'll tell you, when you're doing the visualization and you're, you're, you're seeing yourself in that signature of the better version of yourself, it's a lot of fun. And I'll find that sometimes I can get so visualized in like a deep meditative state that I really don't care if it happens or not, because technically it is happening for me that I'm in, engrossing myself into this energy signature, that it feels so good, I don't really care if it's real or not. Now, I'll tell you, in a lot of cases, something, some type of version of that 
does become real, and that's beautiful. But if it doesn't happen the way it's supposed to, I can accept that. I can accept that it wasn't supposed to, and whatever happens is this is my life experience. It's supposed to happen. So I can accept that, and that's a very important skill to have. Now, I had to put this section in. I had to mention it, the secret. Because it really is the most popular version of what they call the law of attraction. And I love this stuff. Even if the thing comes out and it's completely ridiculous and, and stupid and strange, I don't care. I'll still dive into it because the funny thing is, no matter how ridiculous something is, you can still learn something from it. And you can still take some kind of lesson into your own life that feels like you need. You can take tools from it. And that's what I did with The Secret. So I watched it. And it was it was very cool. The original documentary, not any of the stuff that came after it. And it was interesting. I, I had never even thought about that idea back then. This is years and years ago. But it resonated with me. Now, I knew what I saw there was like the scene where Somebody was, they were saying that this wasn't going to happen about manifesting an elephant. And then this CGI, this, this computerized element, elephant appeared in the room and scared the guy. And I knew I was like, okay, I I can see what they're trying to do here. And there's something to it, but it's not what they say. Like they make it seem like something that's very easy to do. And this is how life is. But it's not exactly that. So let me start. I don't mean to be negative. But I want to start with what I disagree with first. And there was two main points that I wanted to make here. The first point is I already kind of talked about. It's not foolproof. So you're going to you're gonna think about something. You're going to try and make, like, I want to be a billionaire. And you're going to think about being a billionaire and spending all those dollar dollar bills and buying your your um, what's what's the good Bugatti car or whatever it's called, a Tesla. You want to help the environment or whatever, and you're gonna you're gonna be a billionaire. It's gonna be awesome. That's probably not gonna happen. I'm just saying. I mean, it's so rare in society to have a, a billionaire, and especially one who you know, say you didn't go to college, say you didn't really, you know, follow your passion, you're not doing what you love, it would probably take, even if you were like 1000% focused on this, it would probably take longer than your lifetime to make it happen. Now, whether you believe in reincarnation or not, I tend to lean towards it. Who knows, maybe in your next life, you're, you're, you're setting your energy in the right direction. So do it anyway. But don't be disappointed because it's probably not going to happen if that's your goal. You set it so freaking high. That's your goal. So it's not foolproof. Like you can uh, think of stuff to manifest that are more reachable, that are closer to you. And that might actually happen. You know, and if it doesn't even happen that way, to be able to accept and be grateful of what does is also very powerful. And I don't think The Secret ever talked about any of that. Maybe they talked about it in future episodes and stuff that they did, but not in the original one. Uh, The second thing is, too, is you can't expect the exact result to occur. This is kind of the same idea that you can't think it's just going to be a magical thing where exactly what you wanted is what happened or the exact thing that you were chasing after is what you're going to receive. Because you'll be so focused on that, 
that you won't kind of have that fluidity to flow with what actually occurred. And life is all about flowing. You go back to that idea of wu-wei again. It's like you're flowing with life. It's like you're in a boat and you're letting the, the sea take you where it wants to take you. Now, expecting the exact result is not what's going to happen. What's going to happen is it's the result that you can achieve in your own life. Whatever your life means to this reality, the result is what you, you can achieve. So you have control over that, but you don't have complete control. Because if everybody in this reality had complete control, it would be absolute chaos. There would be no organization. Everybody would be billionaires. And we know this can't happen. So you can kind of just kind of push that towards being happy and doing what you love for a living. And once you have those two things, I don't think you really need anything else. You know, your, your needs are met. You're not going to bed hungry. You're not living on the streets. You're not cold at night. You know, you, you have a roof over your head. You have your basic needs met for you and you're living a life that you can enjoy doing something that you love to do. And there's real power in that. You know, I think about that and I think about what I'm doing for a living. I'm enjoying it very much. And I think as like all my needs are met, you know, I don't, I don't stress about money or stuff like that. I mean, I'm not a rich person by any means, any means at all, but I don't stress. And I, I, I live life in a very laid back, relaxed way. That's all I need. I really don't care if I'm ever uh, quote unquote rich. I'm just happy to be able to do what I can do. And I'm very grateful for that. And if I were to try and manifest being a billionaire, I think the world would push back against me. And eventually I would just kind of give up that thought. But if you're not quiet enough to receive those messages where if something was pushing back against you, you might keep pushing forward. And I think that would be a detriment to you. So keep that in mind. But there is something to it. So here's the positive for you. Uh, as I'm finishing up this episode, here's the positive for you. Extreme focus, positive thought. Those are two very powerful things. Extreme focus means that you're putting your focus into something that is great. So by thinking of the law of attraction and saying, this is what I want, and you find the energy signature and you put your focus into that, even if it's not exactly that occurs, but that's better than not having any focus at all. And on the other side of that coin, there's positive thought. It's better to think positively about the future and where you might end up than think negatively and end up in a very bad spot, quote unquote. So extreme focus and positive thought are the two major things that I've taken away from the secret slash the law of attraction as seeing that this is something that's worthwhile. Those are tools that if you can create the habit to constantly do that and not do the lack of focus and negative thought, that that alone can change your life and put you on a, a, a trajectory towards something great. Something like depending where you are in your life, if you're not liking it, it can put you towards to something that you will enjoy and that you love. So I do believe in that. I'll just uh, have a quick quote here that I'll talk about before I end the episode. It was from a man named Stephen Richards. You can look him up. Quote, When you connect to the silence within you, 
that is when you can make sense of the disturbance going on around you. Might seem like an oxymoron there, huh? You think the disturbance is that you don't want to have silence within you because you got to think, how can I fix this? How can I make this better? And I got to go through the scenarios in my head. So if I do this and I do that and it will lead to this and I got to plan out exactly what it's, you know, how I'm going to fix this, then you're basically going along with the disturbance. You are disturbed in that scenario. So by connecting to silence, and again, this is a leap of faith in the, the, the rough waters that are the hard times in your life. If you can stay silent during them, it's amazing the efficiency of the, the answers that will flow into you. And you'll look out at the disturbance and you'll realize it's not as bad as you thought. Just from the sole fact that you're not going along with it, that you're not thinking of the worst case scenarios that it might cause, you know, as far as, you know, losing all your money and being homeless or dying or getting killed or what things that will most likely not happen as long as you're not focused on those thoughts you are not disturbed and by staying silent you will look at the situation from its reality not from the illusion that you created in your mind looking at it from your from its reality you can then react to it in a very logical manner in the sense that you can allow the answers to come to you you can flow with where it's leading you because there's one thing I've learned about disturbances, about problems that go on in your life, is that there's a reason for them. That this is a prompt for you to grow, for you to change, and for you to make things better. So if you see the disturbance as not a disturbance at all, just see the disturbance as guidance. That this supposed bad things are happening to you for a reason. That on the other end of it, once it passes, because everything passes, you will be a better person, and most likely, you'll be in a better place. Anyway, that's it, everyone. Thanks so much for listening, and I'll talk to you next week.